welcome everybody here to the week four postgame show here on the Cliff Notes podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We're going to go over the game that I was able to attend tonight. That was LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian. After we go over the game, we got a, we got a postgame sound from Golden Eagle head coach Chuck Davis. And then after that, we're going to run down the entire week four scoreboard. We're going to kick it all off by running down what went on in this game between Bishop LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian, the first ever meeting on the football field between the Golden Eagles and the Lions. And the first quarter, um, Landon Gardner got the scoring, started for Bishop LeBlanc on a 15-yard quarterback keeper. That made it 8-0 Bishop LeBlanc. The two-point conversion was good there. And then again in the first quarter, Gardner this time, uh, Detroit Ike for to make it 16 nothing Bishop LeBlanc. That would be the score that we would end the first quarter with. I'm sorry if I butchered Trey's name on that also. So, second quarter there. Um, no scoring in the second quarter. Um, a couple notable things here. Um, LeBlanc fumbled two times in the quarter, including one towards the end of the second quarter there. So, LeBlanc turned it over two times via fumble there in the second quarter on to start the second quarter, St. Joe Christian went on a long drive from the end of the first quarter into the second quarter there. Uh, they got the ball all the way at the LeBlanc two-yard line, and then Bishop LeBlanc was able to stuff them on a on a fourth and goal at the two. And then um, after that play, after is when LeBlanc fumbled the final time in the quarter, so that made it 16-0 Bishop LeBlanc at the half. Third quarter, here comes the scoring for the Golden Eagles. Carson Staggs, the freshman, gets his first varsity touchdown to make it 22-0 Golden Eagles. And then Landon Gardner um, to, um, I think it's, um, yeah, um, let me see here on the roster here real quick. Sorry, this is a little bit of freestyle here. Um, get my roster here with me. Um, Landon Gardner to Max Picali. That would be the theme of the second half. 28-0 Bishop LeBlanc to end the third quarter there. Fourth quarter. Um, Gardner would add two more touchdowns to Bacali. Um, they connected on three total touchdowns there. Sancho Christian would then score twice in a minute 30 span to cut the lead to 44 to 16. And that would be our final score that we would end on 44 to 16. Bishop LeBlanc moves on to 4 0 on the season. Sancho Christian moves down to 0 4 in the season. I don't think that 0 4 record is very indicative of Sancho Christian. I think they came out. Played very, very hard tonight. Troy Shank definitely had those guys ready tonight. They had them prepared. I thought they had several more opportunities to score there. I think, you know, that's a very young football team. I think they're only going to get better here here with the years down the road. So, um, hats off to St. Joe Christian. Bishop LeBlanc moves to 4-0 on the season. We did have an opportunity to catch up via telephone with Golden Eagle head coach Chuck Davis. We talked about everything in the game. And a little small look ahead to next week's matchup with Archie. Here's our interview with Coach Chuck Davis, and that's coming up right now. And we're here on the Clifton Podcast. Uh, Bishop LeBlanc coming off a 44-16 victory over St. Joe Christian tonight. Uh, we got the head coach of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles kind enough to join us for post-game tonight. That would be Chuck Davis. Coach, congratulations. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Coach, um, like I just mentioned, 44-16 was the final score there at St. Joe Christian. Um, the team moves on 4-0 on the year. Um, Coach, just so quickly, just your thoughts on the game. They're a well-coached team. They're, their game plan was well executed. Uh, they held us to 16 points in the first half, uh, due largely to the fact that we had the ball for – I mean, I'd like to see the, the time of possession break down there. I know in the second quarter they had close to an eight-minute drive 
to start the quarter. So, you know, sometimes the best way to stop a good offense is to not let them touch the ball, and they did a great job of that tonight. They're well-coached, physical. They th- Those kids played like they wanted this to be an in-town rivalry. Well, um, Coach, let's talk about that second quarter real quick. Um, you guys had a couple fumbles there in the second quarter, which um, – Kind of had the ball, could have potentially kept the score where it was. It was sixteen nothing at half. Um, what did you um, what did you say to your team at the half after uh, after those two turnovers? Well, a big part of the problem on the turnovers was sometimes we try to do too much when we should live to play another down. So we just had to get them refocused and remind them that second and eight is better than first and 10 the other direction. So we came out a lot more focused and aware of what the stakes are with every possession that we have the ball and had a lot better second half. Uh, Absolutely. Let's talk about a better second half real quick. Your quarterback, Landon Gardner, um, I thought he played a really good game tonight. I have him down, if I'm not mistaken, I have him down for four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown tonight. Please, um, let me know if I'm wrong on that on my stats there. But um, your quarterback just had a tremendous game. Um, Max Bacali, um caught three touchdowns tonight. Um, just talk about the play of your quarterback and just talk about that um, rece- that quarterback-receiver combo that really developed in the second half. Well, uh, Landon is, you know, as a coach, there are players that come along. And it seems like a cycle every few years where – they come in as a freshman, and it's just the type of kid that makes you look forward to showing up every day, and he's one of those kids. Just aside from his play, his personality, his energy, everything about him is is electric and magnetic, and he's a fun kid to be around, and it just helps that he's also fantastic. Um, they did a good job game planning. They kind of double-covered Julio Gann after the last few games you know, that they had on film. He's a dangerous weapon. And so that freed up Max with a little one-on-one matchup that Landon did a good job exploiting. And, you know, Max was in the right place, ran the right route, caught the football, made a couple guys miss, and, you know, got his got his name in the stat book. So I think that having a quarterback that we can rely on to get us out of pinches every time we need him makes us pretty hard to guard. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Coach, I want to talk about the other team real quick. I know uh, St. Joe Christian, I know um, uh, people might look at the record. Um, they look at the 0-3 now, 0-4 record, and they may um, have their reservations as far as them. But I thought really they came out and played really hard tonight. I know they were able to add a couple scores late and late within like a minute 30 span there in the fourth quarter. But um, I thought they came out and played really hard tonight. What were your thoughts on just the way St. Joe Christian came out tonight? They did play really hard. They got a couple kids that that could play anywhere. Um, they they get better every week, and for their youth that they have to play, those kids are really coming along, and you can tell that they've bought into what their coach is teaching them. And that I, the whole atmosphere was great. After the game, their coach, you know, brought their players over to our players. We kind of mixed it up. They said a few words, thanking us for coming, said a little prayer, you know, Everybody remained safe. Um, and then we were cleaning off our sideline, and their cheerleaders and their fans waited for probably 15 or 20 minutes 
for us to come off the field so they could make a tunnel for our players and our coaching staff to walk through. And they all were cheering and saying, good game, and thanked us for coming. It was uh, it, it's crazy how hospitable it was. It was not what uh, necessarily what we're used to coming from 11-man football. It's, I don't know, they're they're doing good things over there. Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. And those are the kind of stories, you know, like the one you just told. Those are the kind of stories we don't hear about too often on the news or too often on the podcast. You know, usually we absolutely. talk about, a lot about the plays. We talk a lot more about the plays on the field. We don't talk enough about that about that kind of stuff so definitely shout out to st joe christian shout out to their cheerleaders shout out to their fans for that but um coach um four and all in the season um moving towards um a matchup next week with archie um both teams are in, are in the state rankings there so um coach just um what do you think what do you think right now at the moment your team with some maybe some adjustments or improvements that your team is going to have to make in order to go mat, go to archie and match up with them we we got to cut down on the mental errors. There are too many times tonight we were in the the wrong place, you know, misaligned, didn't know what coverage we were in. There there was a lot of miscommunications, and we, we we're going to have to clean that up. Archie is a very good football team. Um, I think, at, you know, anyone that listens to Devin and Anthony will tell you teams that are south of – St. Joe really don't get a whole lot of attention. Um, they're going to be a household name. And if we want to play, you know, postseason football, this is going to be a good test for us. Oh, absolutely. I think it should be a fun one down at Archie. Well, Coach, um, once again, a Bishop of Law 4 0 in the season coming off a 44 16 win over St. Joseph, Christi- Joseph Christian. Um, Coach Davis, uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being kind enough to join us here on post game. And, um, We'll talk to you um, for preparation for the Week 5 pregame show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for coming out tonight. And that was Bishop LeBlanc head coach Chuck Davis there. Thank you so much, Coach, for allowing me to be on the sideline there and allowing me to um, get that postgame interview here. We're going to run down all the rest of the Week 4 final scores here. Lafayette in a shootout over Savannah. 56 to 49 was the final score there. I cannot wait to interview both those coaches next week for the pregame show to talk about that. St. Pius narrowly escapes the hound pound with a 14 to 13 win over Maryville. Um, Connor Drake scored on a touchdown. Um, the PAT, however, was no good, and that's how Maryville falls tonight. 14 to 13 was the final score there. Chillicothe 48, Cameron 7. Blue Valley Northwest over Central 49 to 6. East Buchanan over Hamilton 22 to 12 in a battle of undefeated to the KCI Conference. Mid Buchanan also remaining undefeated in the KCI Conference with a 48 to 7 win over Lathrop. Um, interesting stat. Um, Nick McCutcheon passed this along on Twitter that um, in the first half Lathrop had minus 88 yards of offense. Minus 88. Not 88. Minus 88 yards of offense. So Mid-Buck definitely doing some work on defense tonight to run their record to 4-0 on the season. West Platte over Lawson, 39-0. Lawson still has yet to score a point this season. Plattsburgh, 22. North Platte, 16. Coach Brandon Boswell out there getting his first win for Plattsburgh. Congratulations to him. Uh, Gallatin over, pull over Gallatin 13 to 12. South Harrison shuts out Maysville 14 to nothing. Milan over Princeton 46 to 14. 
Trenton with their second straight win over Putnam County, 26 to nothing. The game that I went to tonight, of course, Bishop LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian. LeBlanc won that one, 44 to 16. King City over Pattonsburg, 64 to 6. Worth County over Albany, 84 28. Excuse me, North Andrew over North of Christian, 88 to 20. East Hatch sit over DeKalb, 54 to 6. South Hole at a barn murder over Platte Valley, 20 to 18. Rockport over Nottaway Valley, 70 to 24. Uh, Rockport outscored Nottaway Valley, 54 to nothing. Um, I think it was in the second half there. So um, Mount City over Southwest Livingston, 72 to 8. Hiawatha shuts out Riverside, 55 to nothing. Troy over Wabansi, 10 to 6. Atchison over Wyandotte, 38 to 16. Mar Hill loses to Pleasant Ridge tonight, 42 to 28. Nemaha Central over Sabetha, 19 to 7. ACCHS undefeated on the year. Get, they get a shutout over McClough, 58 to nothing. Valley Heights over Horton, 62 to 7. And then Donovan West falls to Johnson Rock, 54 to 28. Was the final score there? That will be a wrap. On the week four postgame show, definitely tuned in for the week five pregame show. Um, you can definitely tune into that. Um, it will be Thursday of next week. You can catch that. Um, until then, thank you, everybody, for the support. Thank you, everybody, for the listenership. Appreciate that so much. I hope everybody had a great night tonight. And until then, take care, everybody.